Hi. Um, is this thing on? Hey y'all, what's up? Welcome back to Tuesdays with T. Thank you for clicking that play button. Um, if you're tired of me already, I'm sorry, but... Yeah, that's just that's just your problem. Like, you know you love me. So that's why you came back. So, anyways. Um if you know what's going on in the world, I've been talking about it. Um go back and listen to my last podcast. It was more I was more passionate in that one. Um and yeah, I'm going to be talking about Well, this one's going to be more lighthearted. This one's going to be a little bit more funny. Um, I'm going to be talking about us as a generation. I'm going to be talking about Gen Z. Um, I just think, now that we're getting into it, like, just looking at our whole generation, I just think it's hilarious how how older generation, older generations and the government has uh, have underestimated us. And, like, if you look at the past day, uh, the past few weeks and months, of like the things that Gen Z is doing and going out and doing, um, you wouldn't have expected it from us before that stuff started happening. Like a lot of Gen Z are um, so have social anxiety and they don't like talking to people. Like I know personally, I don't like presenting. I don't like um, I don't like confrontation when I, when um, a server at a restaurant gets my order wrong. Um, I'll sometimes just be like not really say anything because I just don't want to start trouble with that person. Even like they're doing their job, like, and it's a simple mistake and stuff like that. And like you, like Gen Z will tip twenty percent instead of just handing them five dollars, and we'll clean up after ourselves at their table, at our table and stuff like that. But as soon, as soon as the start of injustice, and the the smell of a revolution occurs like our generation goes ballistic it goes crazy like like i i understand now like i can I kind of like see why it ha- it starts happening when it comes to our generation because literally our generation is the most depressed and suicidal de- um generation and i know that's like but like that's super depressing to hear but like it's true like like half of us really just don't want to be here anymore like this, like it's crazy um like you basically and like the thing is like all the injustices that's happening and all this stuff that's happening you basically just gave Gen Z a reason to die for so what do you think that they're going to do they don't care anymore they're go- they like you literally just gave them the okay to start riot start rioting to protest to go against the government and stuff like that like you literally just you just get gave them the okay like hey we're going to do this so um and expect you guys not to speak out and go against it even though we raised you in the midst of a recession after a tragedy most of us were either born in, um in the year of 9/11 or after the aftermath and the recession and the the presidency of of Obama um 
and just grew up on all that stuff. Um, and while the recession was going on, we were like six, what, six, five, like, and we weren't being told that this stuff was going on in the midst of a war against a um, metaphorical war against terrorism and a literal war in Iraq um, that sent some of our parents away. If you if you're a military brat, that sent some of your parents away, which caused trauma, and which is why a lot of Gen Z has a lot of mental issues. Um, and then we grew up on dystopian novels, um, books, movies, Wattpad stories, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it, that talked about overthrowing the government, a young generation overthrowing an oppressive government. And then they gave us a a messed up presidential election of a president that no one really, really likes. And that is oppressing the younger generation. Just like in the um, Hunger Games, President Snow, like they literally gave us our own President Snow. So how, like, how do you not, like, oh my gosh, like, how do you not expect us? Like, I don't understand how you don't, like, connect the dots of why Gen Z wouldn't do this, like, and there wouldn't have to be a need for teenage activists and teen activists if the people in power, I've said this before, the people and the adults in power that are above us would just do their jobs. Like, do like do your jobs. Like, uh, like we wouldn't have to do these things. We have, wouldn't have to act out. We wouldn't have to rebel. We wouldn't have to speak up for our rights and our future if the people in power and the people that are supposed to protect us would actually do their jobs. And I've, after all these protests, I haven't been able to go to to protests, but I've been signing petitions. I've been on social media. I've been spreading the word. And Black Lives Matter and all these movements aren't going away now. Like Like, personally, I just don't want them to go away because the more... The more you make these people uncomfortable, the more that you throw it in their face so that they can understand and see it, maybe the more change will happen. And uh, just like, why did I lose my train of thought? Okay, um, just like, it, I think it's crazy about like how, if you've see, seen all the protests, yeah, that's where, that's where I was going. Um, if you've seen all the protests, if you looked at all this stuff and and you're looking at the videos and the pictures and stuff like that of the Black Lives Matters protests and Pride, and um, I want to shout out to my LGBT community, like y'all gave up Pride to help. Just to, that that is so like that is so amazing. Like next year, Pride is gonna be so hype. Okay, like that's gonna be amazing. But anyways, I just think it's funny, like, how wild, like, how shy and timid Gen Z will be when it comes to, like, when things, like, when it comes to, like, simple things, like, and stuff like that that you actually need in the real world. But as, like, I've seen videos of people twerking in front of cops, a wall of cops saying, screaming and singing A-cab, um, hype circles, 
um, what was it? It was the National Guard getting uh, somehow convincing the National Guard to do the Cupid shuffle with them. Like, like, um, picking up tear gas cans and chucking them at cops, stealing, stealing tanks, burning cop cars. I, <laughs> like, I just, like, if, if the other generations aren't scared, they should be. Like, personally, like, I just, like, I'm not, I'm not, I just, I'm not saying that this is a threat, but, like, come on now, like, if you, if, I, I, you know what, (laughs) um, and, like, we also grew up on, we, we grew up on songs, like, Nuck If You Buck, Set It Off, and, so we basically grew up learning to have on-site energy. So like when the murder of George Floyd happened, that was basically like on-site for us. So yeah. <laughs> and like um like one thing like this reminds me of of something that um if you don't know who this is, this was a civil rights movement um activist um Fred Hampton. And you'll see his this quote in the movie, the documentary, 13th, if you haven't watched it. It's on Netflix. It's a really good documentary. Just understanding um, the black struggle when it comes to the mass incarceration and um, just police brutality and stuff like that. Um, but his quote was like, you can lock up revolutionaries, but you can't lock up a revolution. And what 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 that like says to me is like how big the Black Lives Matter movement was and how it's changed and evolved from the civil rights movement. Um, in the civil rights movement, you had activists like Rosa Parks, um, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, all these spearheads and um, coverheads for this movement um, that paint a face and like an address addresses and like places where people were meeting. And that's why that 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 movement was able to end because the government targeted those people and took out and drove killed um drove those leaders out of the country um or just put those leaders in jail um to silence them and to keep to oppress the black community from rising up and seeing that and going against this government but now with what we've learned from that movement coming into the Black Lives Matter movement is that there's with all those Black Lives Matter funds, there's no address for that, that thing. There's no place that can be traced back. It can be traced back to one person. Yeah, maybe. But the movement doesn't have a spearhead. It doesn't have a, a coverhead of a person or person telling you telling you these speeches and stuff like that. It's multiple people coming together to create one big movement. And that's what scares the government is that they can't take out just one thing because they know that it wasn't, this isn't like the civil rights movement. Like this is different. This is something new. This is something different that we've learned and evolved from. Just like they evolved forms of slavery. Um, This is becoming more 
this is becoming less tangible and more this is more literal in a sense this is more of a spirit a more of a a state of mind for these people especially myself um just it's not that's what I feel like he means you can't lock up a revolution you can't lock up like you can't I don't know, it's just not a person. It's not something tangible that you can just lock up. Yeah, you can lock up all these people, but there's still there's still if you cut like if you cut down one tree, there's still going to there's still going to be two trees that will grow back in its place. That it's still going to keep on going. Like there's still going to be another person fighting for fighting for that that common cause so like just think about that like it i don't know just like that's why i think gen z might be the hope that humanity needs like this is maybe some this is maybe the generation that's going to bring change um um and yeah like and i and like i just think it's funny how how scary, ruthless, and, like, Gen Z is something else. Like, y'all literally, the Trump rally, y'all did that. Like, y'all literally made this man look so sad. If you look at the pictures of him coming back after that rally, he looks so defeated. Like, I, I felt bad, but at the same time, I was like, you know what, like that that sucks that's tough like that's that's how it be sometimes it is what it is you know (laughs) like like i mean what did he expect like and they were like gloating about how like big that rally was gonna be when in reality like like we knew different like we like the k-pop stands the k-pop stands are something else like y'all are something else i'm just saying like anonymous is something else um and this generation really does not fear death because y'all saw how on the um like they put fairy comments the fairy sparkle comments under a a serial killer's instagram post like like if that doesn't tell you how how crazy this generation is i don't know what does like like and if you want to go see um the president after after his rally how like upset he was i think there's a there is um there's an instagram account called change um it's like c h n g e um that they have they have the pictures and they have like the story and the information and the article on it and yeah like they I'm like wow wow like i'm just saying like all these other other generations y'all better watch out watch out and coming to the topic of our other generations i just think it's crazy how like going back to Gen Z, um, Gen Z is the most is the generation that really does not want to be here. The most depressed and suicidal generation. The the most the generation that really doesn't fear death, in my opinion. Um, 
yet they are the ones fighting for change the most. Like, like the boomers and the older generation are literally the ones that destroyed this land. I'm not saying all. I'm not. I'm just not blaming a whole generation. But like, yes, it was them. And now they're sitting on their behinds, complaining on Facebook about it. And while we're doing something about it, while we're speaking up about it, while we're trying to bring change. And then they want to hold us back. Like, why are you hold, like so adamant about holding us back when collectively, like this whole generation is saying, we need change. There's a problem, a serious problem. Why aren't you listening? Like, why? Like, I'm not trying to sound frustrated, but like, like it's just so frustrating at the fact that this generation, this older generation wants to tell us, um, we, like, like, we're literally telling you we need change, and we're trying to fight for a chance to live our lives as long as you, you got to, as, like, you've lived your lives, like, why are you so adamant about controlling ours, like, like, it's not, I, I don't understand, you know, um, and then they'll bring up the argument, like, like, we've been here longer than y'all, um, and we know how the world works. Okay, exactly. S- keep that energy. So you knew you you saw all the racism, the homophobia, the sexism, all the human rights problems, and and just all the problems in this world. Yet you sat on your behind and still did nothing to fix it. You were aware of it and still did nothing. Like you saw it. You felt it you like you heard it you like you still didn't do anything how like truly like truly I'm not trying to be disrespectful I'm not like I truly don't want to hear it like I like I don't want to and I don't want to respect that yeah I'm not gonna blame the entire generation I'm not gonna say this or that and slander against this entire generation but now that we want to do something, why are you holding us back? Why are you in our way? Like, either get with us, get behind us, like, be help us change, or get out of our way. Because we will tow you down like a truck. I'm, I'm like, that's, I don't know any other nicer way to put it, but, like, come on now. Get off of your high horse of an ego and listen to us. Like, come on now. Like, like, ah. And also, like, shout out to the, um, to all the kids that are starting, um, the teenagers and the people that are starting these conversations at home with your parents. Um, even if it's, like, causing arguments, even if it's causing, um, relationships and bridges to be burned. This, like, we need to start these conversations in our home. We, the change happens in our houses, our households, um, with the people that we love. Even if you have to cut off that racist grandma or that racist uncle or that sexist misogynistic uncle or aunt or cousin, racist cousin, that homophobic sister, like, like if you have to cut them off and you have to educate them, then do it. Like, like, yes, do whatever you have to do to survive in that house, but you can form your own opinions away from your, your relatives. You can have your own voice and your own view on these things. 
yes, it's gonna it's gonna suck because because these are the people that you love or these are the people that that you that you want in your life and you feel like this is gonna cause some damage. But if it if they truly loved you, if they truly try to understand you and listen to you, then it shouldn't be a problem. They should be able to respect your decision. They should be able to listen to you. They should be able to comprehend how you feel and how how just like how you understand the world and be able to take a step out of their own eyes and take a step out of their own shoes and understand you. Because how is it that the youngest generation that is coming onto this planet is more physically aware of what's going on in this world, that is more educated, that is more understanding about the systems and how this country and this country was built and how this world was built, then how, like, why is it, like, I just, I don't understand why is it taking so long and so much effort with so much resistance to fix it, like, like, and just going back to inside your homes, like, if it, like, do whatever you have to do to survive in that house, do whatever you have to do to get out of that house, um, but don't let someone, don't let, even your parents, don't let someone tell you that you are wrong, or that you are, you are a bad person, or just, you aren't good enough, because their ideas don't match with yours, yeah, they they can have their opinions, they can do all this stuff, but you need to understand that that you are your own person. Cuz after you leave their house, after you move out, after you go to college, if you go to college, if you go into the workforce, if you go to a trade school, if you start something new, yeah, they're going to they they may you may still want them in their life, but they're not going to be in control of your life anymore. It's going to be you out in the real world with your own opinions, your own thoughts, your own your own decisions, and you're going to have to deal with that. So like I'm not trying to get morbid after after in a few years your your grandparents might pass. You're in like 10, 20, 30 40, 50 years, your parents will pass. And it will just be you and your, the next generation and the generation after that. So why not spark change now when the seeds of, of doubt and the seeds, when we are most impressionable now? And like, why not do it now so that later we won't have to worry about it? Like, I know this generation girl has grown up on a lot of trauma, a lot of mental battles um, and physical battles and verbal battles with themselves and the people that, in the environment that they live in. But why not be the generation of change? Why can't we be the, the, the um, unrealistic dream that... that like that unrealistic dream that our parents had and why can't we be the end of this generational trauma and this generational just just I don't know like why can't we be the end of that 
why like I personally believe like this generation might be the generation where our kids will be able to come to us saying hey mom I did this wrong and not be afraid of the fact when they do something wrong not be afraid like oh my gosh mom and dad are going to kill me they're going to be so mad they're going to be so disappointed rather than be like them be like okay I need to go tell mom right now I need I need their advice I need their help I need I need them like like personally I just I, I don't know I want my kids to do that I want my kids to feel like when they get in trouble they should immediately come to me and tell me what they did wrong and then conf- and admit to their faults and take take responsibility for their actions and not not feel like they're going to be they're going to be their image in my eyes is going to be ruined or they're going to be just I don't know they're not going to be taken the same like they're I don't know how to put it, but they're just not going to feel like like they they did they did something wrong once and that is forever going to taint their your image of them. Um they you're going to be able to see they're going to be able to see you as a person as well as their parental unit. Um still have respect for you in these ways and mutual respect have a relationship of mutual respect where it's still you are the parent and they are your kid, but you still are able to sit down and talk to each other like people um, and just have a comfortable, just have a, um, yeah, just a comfortable relationship with that person. Um, not that person, your, your kids, obviously. Didn't know why I said that. Never mind. Um, sorry for the background noise. Just please bear with me. Um, but yeah, just, I don't know. I feel like this could really, we as a generation could be the generation of change. Um, in a lot of aspects of the world, when it comes to climate change, when it comes to, when it comes to just modern forms of hate in this world. Um, and you don't have to think like your parents, like you don't have to have the same, like I know I'm repeating this, you don't have to have the same thoughts and ideas and and ideals and and just like you you can build your own opinions like like just keep doing what you're doing like Gen Z kudos to you because George Floyd's murderers got they got um arrested and they they faced the charges of um secondary second secondary Second-degree murder, my bad. I don't know why I said secondary. Never mind. But, um, yeah. And, like, just all this stuff that's happening. Still hold true to yourself. And don't let anyone else define who you are. Um, and as teens, like, a lot of the time, our our opinions of ourselves and what we think we are and who we think we are is heavily in, influenced by our parents, our school, um, by our churches and stuff like that. Um, and just like just the media and everything that we've listened to and what the world is telling us, it's heavily influenced in who and in who we are. And the more one, 
the faster that we find out who we are outside of those things and without the influence of those things, the faster we become bigger and more... I don't know how to put this, but like just better human beings, socially, mentally, physically, emotionally. Um, And um, also like, especially in the religious aspect, kudos to you for calling out that racist, um, misogynistic pastor. Like I'm not saying that all pastors are like this, but there is, yes, there is some that aren't really, that are not spreading the word of um, God effectively in their methods. Like, racism to me, and I feel like should be to all Christians and um, all followers of Christ, should be a sin. It sh- it's not like, it's not like it's a political issue. It's a human right issue first off and like it's a sin like hating people just just because of their race a socially made construct like that's god's creation why are you hating god's creation um and i don't know like just politically i like a lot of things mixed in with faith and like religion like it's hard to put those things together i know especially for me um, because not a lot of um my Christian friends, um, they might have different opinions based off of their political views, based off religion, and I try to relish, I try to include my faith when it comes to making um logical thoughts and opinions, but sometimes I have to separate myself from that and learn to see things how God would see it and um not force my my opinions and my beliefs. Yes, tell people about God and spread the word and love people, but I can't force I can't force a person to do the things that I think are right. Um I can encourage, I can love on, I can share and constantly constantly um allow people and allow people um to see see how God has changed me and help them and guide them but I can't force someone like God gave us free will that's why that's why um God doesn't God's all God always wants you but he's never going to force you to come to him he's going to want you to come to him willingly and surrender yourself to him um I, I I'm I'm sorry about bringing <laughs> I'm not sorry about bringing this, but I'm sorry that I'm rambling about it. But yeah, um, but yeah, just again, we as a generation have to be the generation of change. So yeah, um, thank you for tuning into this episode. Um, I'll put more links about petitions that you can sign, things that you can learn on. Um, hopefully next week I I can have a list of things. That you can watch. Because I know some people just don't like to read. And I completely understand that. Um, it's hard for me to read too. But yeah. Just stay informed. Stay educated. Um, make sure that. Um, you yourself are mentally okay. Because I, I know a lot of this stuff. Can take a lot of 
um, energy out of you and it can drain you. Um, it has for me. Um, and yeah, stay healthy, stay safe, and stay educated. Um, and that's the end of this podcast. Um, thank you for tuning in. Um, I'll leave all my information in the description box. And yeah, see you later, love.